Welcome back to the Randomonium Podcast. I'm John Stom. And I am the always mediocre Danny Gula. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. This is producer Jeff McCullough. But Danny always comes up with crazy, ridiculous adjectives, adjectives for me. So he's not here. I thought I'd take advantage of it. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 Danny's got uh, toilet problems tonight. L- literally has toilet problems. <laughs> he-, he texted us and goes like, Guys, uh, well, first of all, it's his birthday, too. It is his birthday. I didn't think about that, so that's that's a bummer. Uh, you got toilet problems on your birthday, and you can't make it to have fun on the podcast. So. And he's evidently teaching his wife how to change the toilet. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how that's going, but... <laughs> that sounds like a really not cool birthday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it sounds like a really not cool sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it sounds like a pretty cool sitcom. It sounds like the sitcom of Danny's life. <laughs> it really does. Well, all right. Well, this is going to be a little different then since we don't have three of us. Um, but the Randomonium podcast is a, a show where we talk about the past, the present, and the future... And every week, um, it's, it's a surprise. Every every segment is a surprise. So this week, I've got the past segment. I've got a topic to talk about that Jeff doesn't know about yet. And you've got the, was it present and the future? Yeah, I'll be taking the present and the future. All right, well, let's jump into the past. Let's go. All right. This is the past. And actually, uh, it's not really from one specific time in the past. It's kind of jumping all over in the past. This is a BuzzFeed article that I found. Mm, Can't go wrong with BuzzFeed. All you got to do, what I did for this was I just went to BuzzFeed. I knew that they have like a treasure trove of this kind of stuff. I just typed in nostalgia. Mm. Because I was, originally I was going to go for like something to talk about, like uh, 15 things that only 80s and 90s kids remember, Mm. you know, like because. I can name all 15. Oh, yeah. It seemed too easy to me. As I was looking through some of those articles, I was like, yeah, Yeah. it's it's not even hard. Like, yeah, we remember that. But, um. This is a little different. This is 13 movie scenes that went terribly, terribly wrong for the actors. Yeah. So this is not well-known information? As far as I know, I didn't know. I think I might have heard one or two of these. Okay. But, and maybe you know more of them. I think you're maybe a little more of a movie buff than I am. Mm-hmm. But, um... Uh, what is the era of movies? It's like movies all of over. all time? Movies of all time. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So I'll, I'll skip around a little bit, because I don't think you've seen Twilight, right? Uh, I think I watched about two minutes of it and then ran in the opposite direction. <laughs> I have not seen Twilight at all, any of them. I don't know how many there are or anything about them. So I'm going to skip that one. Um, but this one is actually, it claims to be a well-known fact. Maybe you know this. Okay. I didn't know this. Margaret Hamilton was set on fire while filming The Wizard of Oz, 1939. Margaret Hamilton, who played Auntie M? Who's Margaret Hamilton? Margaret Hamilton is the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, so it also says there's no shortage of terrifying stories that came out of this film set, which... Well, when you when you brought this up, Wizard of Oz was the first to pop into my head. Really? Because you hear these crazy myths, legends about, like, in one of the scenes, you can see, like, a yeah. person who committed suicide, yeah. like, hanging... Have you on looked at... Have you looked for that? I have, and it's, it looks like a shadow. Yeah, it's just... It's not a thing. And then you got the whole, like, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd thing, which right. has other weird... Like, the Wizard of Oz just has an aura of it. It does. So she was caught... She was, like, deliberately set on fire? It was not deliberately. So on her exit... So um, I don't remember exactly how this goes, just based on my memory of the movie, but... So she's supposed to, like, exit the scene... Um, 
and there's supposed to be like a pyrotechnic thing, that big flame that goes off, but she's supposed to have exited already under a trap door. And the trap door malfunctioned. And so she caught on fire. Her entire body was exposed to this pyrotechnic explosion. uh, And she got third degree burns. Oh, man. You know who else that happened to? Who? Michael Jackson. Really? That's oh why, yeah, the Pepsi commercial, right? Yeah, he claimed it's it's claimed, and I think it actually happened. The accident happened, but they claimed that his skin, you know, uh, dying and all that was due to some of the the uh-huh. wounds or whatever that he, that happened there. But huh. yeah, it was it was a similar situation where a pyrotechnic you know thing went off and he was there. So this happened to the Wicked Witch of is this West or East? The West, it says. Which that's the green one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think East. We don't really have an actress. She's just feet under. Right. The house. That's at the right. Beginning. Which one is Glinda? That's the the good I, witch. See, I don't the whole wicked thing and the. I don't know. There are people listening to this that are just like <laughs> screaming at their phones because they're like they're, they know everything about Wicked and we know nothing. I know nothing about know it, nothing. and I I honestly don't really want to know. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good with like the original movie. Just watching the one movie yeah. and the, that's it. It's a well done story. Yeah. Okay, this one you'll like because we both really enjoy the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. So there was, there's a lot going on in those sets too, because those were big, extended. I mean, they shot those movies for years and years and years. Multiple locations, all at the same time. Yeah, they were all over the place. Very expensive. Lots of time and, and stuff spent. So, Sean Astin, mm-hmm. uh, what's his? Um, uh, Samwise. Samwise, yeah, Samwise Gamgee. He was out wading into the water. I'm trying to think of this scene too. Um, yeah, it was at the end of the first movie of Fellowship of the Ring. Frodo's in the boat, and he's yes. going to go out to him. Yep, that's right. Okay, so he's wading in the water. His foot was completely impaled by a shard of glass. Mm, I did hear about this. You heard about this? It was bad. Really bad, because mostly because like uh, they were an hour and a half away from the nearest town. So they're in New Zealand shooting this, presumably this scene. Um, and, I mean, they're... There's a lot of wilderness out there. And one thing that complicated that injury, from what I heard, is he was a hobbit. Oh. And he had prosthetic feet I on. didn't think about that. So they had to, like, take off the... work to get the feet off to get to the injury. Jeez. Yeah. So it went through the prosthetic, through his foot, and they, they called a helicopter to, yeah. to get him back to... Which, technically, they coptered in and out of a lot of locations, so they might have already had it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do remember hearing that, and I think it was in the commentaries or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of a serious thing. Yeah. I wonder if they got everything shot before that. I always wonder that. Like, you know, like, especially with The Wizard of Oz, too. Like, the the fire goes off. And she's, you know, well, we know now that she's burning. But is that is right. that the take they got? Or did they yeah. do it again? Like I don't know. <laughs> Although with Lord of the Rings, like, you can tell they did so many pickups. Yeah. That, like, Sean Astin in particular, you can tell when they did a pickup, like, two years later. Because he's, a little he's lost, like, 30 pounds. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Rocky Four. Okay, in in my opinion, though it is the cheesiest one, it is my favorite Best one. Best Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a classic USA versus Russia Cold War story. Oh, it's perfect. 1985, right in the middle of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stallone really like went for he had been through a, a few Rocky movies at this point. He went for like method acting, I think, on this one. Mm. So he decided, you know what? Uh, he's in a fight with Dolph Lundgren. Um, you know, he said, "Hey, I got an idea." This is a quote from Stillon. Hey, I got an idea. For the first 45 seconds, really try to knock me out. I mean, go for it. Well, I didn't oh say gosh. that. I didn't say that like, like Stillon. Yeah. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, you I got try to knock me out. Hey, 45 seconds. You really try to knock me out. <laughs> yeah. Bad idea. Terrible idea. I mean, he's a lot bigger than Sylvester Stallone. He's a big dude. And he's ripped. And he went for it, apparently. He was just like, okay, if you tell me to. Do... And so he's like just punching on him, wailing on him. 
He went to intensive care for five days. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. I guess he got like a really hard hit to the heart. Oh, um, not yeah, to the head. Not to the head. This is to the heart, but he got banged up and like, I guess probably broke some ribs and stuff. Oh man. So I don't, okay. Like I get the method acting thing to some degree, like you want realism. Right. But not when it comes to like getting yourself hurt. I mean. Yeah. I don't know though. Cause like Tom Cruise is known. He has a yeah. reputation of, he does all of his own stunts. Yep. He doesn't want no stunt doubles. Flies his own helicopters. Like and... jumps out of buildings, puts his own health at risk for the sake of the art the craft it, it is good like it is fun to watch that it's a much different level of method acting than yeah. daniel day lewis though doing abraham lincoln right as opposed to you know try to knock me out yeah it's it's a different level of physicality it's cool i i really like method acting as far as it's really interesting to see the the depths that people are willing to go like heath ledger um mm -hmm. like he became the joker before i mean that's a big reason why he really kind of spiraled he spiraled out at that time. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, I he went remember dark. He went really dark. And um, interesting side note um, to that is Jim Carrey um, did method acting for Man on the Moon when he mm. played comedian Andy Kaufman. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a really fascinating documentary. I on, need to see this. Yes, on Netflix. It's It's like watching. It's two hours of cringe because Andy Kaufman was he kind of prided himself on like making people uncomfortable with yeah. his humor and he was very avant-garde with his humor he like pushed the edges mm -hmm. um and jim carrey who already is like that did that yeah. in the character with andy kaufman Oof. and people could not by the end of the shoot they could not stand being around him really? like people they hated jim carrey during the filming of that Man, yeah. I need to see this. I, I've heard from so many people that that's a really good movie. What's it called? Uh, Man on the Moon. Uh, the, even the documentary is called the same thing? Uh, I think it's called Being Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, Something yeah. along those okay. lines. Yeah. yeah. Another one of my favorite movies, Terminator 2. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, Linda Hamilton yep. sustained partial hearing loss while filming Terminator 2. There's a scene when they're busting her out of jail, uh, I guess like the insane asylum. Yeah. Um, and she's running from some people, there's some gunfire. They get into a, an elevator. Yeah. And she forgot to put in her earplugs. I guess the other actors had earplugs in. And they're shooting like, you know, probably shooting blanks, yeah. but they're shooting real guns. Mm -hmm. um, in an elevator. And she just starts blasting. And she said she just dropped to her knees and like just couldn't. Oh. It was like extreme pain. She said she still, she has hearing loss. Um, she thought she was shot because it was just so intense. And she's just like, she can't forget that That's, extreme. That'll do damage. That'll do some serious damage. I don't yeah. know how soldiers do it. You know, like, I mean. I think they wear, they, they wear hearing protection. But what if they're like caught off guard and they don't have their hearing protection? It's, I don't know. It's pretty high tech. Okay. From right. what I understand, it's the whole idea of noise canceling type yeah. of stuff. But it, it's almost like a, a thing where you can hear normal sounds. But when it reaches a higher oh, decibel, yeah. it actually really? closes okay. down. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, this is one that I had heard of, and maybe you have too. Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Good movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those movies that you you don't really watch a lot. You know? I've seen it once, and that was it. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Um, you know, you, it's one thing to read the story right. in, the, in the book. It's <laughs> yeah. another thing to uh, watch. Man, it's it's very, you know, who knows how exactly realistic it was. But like, right. whew. It's, it's intense. It's intense. Okay, so on that set, Jim Caviezel, who played... Our Lord and Savior Jesus mm -hmm. gets struck by lightning. I think I did hear this. Yeah, this one jogged my memory too. Yeah. So they're on the set. They're under an umbrella. Uh, he's with the director, 
Sorry, it wasn't um, it wasn't Mel Gibson. It was the assistant director. Oh, okay. Jan Jan Michelini. Okay. Um, and Jim Caviezel and, and this woman are under an umbrella, and they both get struck. But the the bulk, the bulk of it, like the biggest part of it, got Jim Caviezel. Um, Man, and he was was there any lasting injury? It doesn't say, but I I think I mean I, I can imagine like if that was probably just in the middle of shooting or you know whatever they they had to. They kept going. They finished the movie, so okay. it must not have been yeah. I mean, too he's serious. obviously still acting, and you know he's in good health. But yeah. I do know when it comes to lightning, that um, it it's not so much about the lightning passing through you as much as like where it exits. That's what actually gets people. Yeah, like where it grounds. Yeah. So it could have been something where the lightning hit close by and like passed through him. He was clearly right. struck. Right. But it Not wasn't directly. like, yeah, if somebody's like standing alone in a field and they get whammied, they're, they're grounding that bolt yeah. by themselves. And I think that's when you don't make it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. My dad was actually, you know this story? I have heard this, yeah. My dad was not struck by lightning exactly, but very similar. Um, he was um, holding a the mast of a, a sailboat. He and a bunch of guys had picked up this really light sailboat out of the lake and were carrying it back up to the trailer with the guy who owned it. And they didn't see a power line um, mm. that they were walking underneath. Um, and my dad was holding onto the mast of the boat. And just all the guys that were holding the boat just just got blasted away from mm. the boat. My dad got, got it the worst because he was holding the mast that struck the power line. And it went in his palms and then blew out his feet. Mm. Um, and it, it like kind of blew out like near his toes, if I remember right. He's got all of his toes, but um, he was basically medically dead for right. a little while. Hmm. Um, this is before I was born, and so um, my my mom, he and my mom were just dating at the time, and so like she stayed with him through uh, that time in the hospital, and that kind of glued their relationship together a little bit. And so. he obviously pulled through because here you are, right? Pulled through. I'm here. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, you don't have any. I don't have any weird residual like, effects, superpowers, or anything. You you're not like more susceptible to being shocked or anything like I'm that. I'm not. I don't think so. Okay. My my grandpa really wanted us to have superpowers. He was like, he he gave us all <laughs> nicknames. He he was ready to give my my dad's kids. Uh, he had nicknames planned out basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm the second uh, oldest. My my brother. The first uh, born, his nickname was Sparky. There we go. You got to go with Sparky. And my my nickname was Flash. Okay, there you go. And then if there was a girl, it was going to be Sparkle. Sparkle and Sparky. <laughs> I think okay. there was going to be a zap in there maybe. Okay, no uh, jolt. I mean, it was probably a jolt. Yeah. He had it like worked out to like 11 different, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, there was only two of us, so yeah. he didn't get that far. But So you can't shoot electricity out of your eyes or anything like I that? I can't. That's a bummer. I know. I really, yeah. It could have been cooler, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's like one degree of separation between you and Jim Caviezel. That's true. And um, I think that brings us where we're one step away from the present. What do you think? I think... Oh, I like... Where, that's you a like good I segue. That? I like that. Yeah. Let's step into the present. Okay. Okay, here we are. We are now today. We're in the present time frame. Mm. And I am excited about this story because this is ridiculous. <laughs> we're going to meander into Kansas. Okay. Little city, Lawrence, Kansas, mm. just in the vicinity of Kansas City. Right. I don't know if I can get through this without just kind of cackling my way through it. <laughs> I'm already laughing and I don't even know it's amazing. what to laugh about. These two officers got called to a road rage incident in progress now road rage is nothing to laugh at right right so you know that this obviously didn't materialize into what they were expecting 
So these two offer these two officers show up and they're dispatched to a parking lot. When they get there, they see that the cars are not like it's not like one car is pursuing another one or like one of the cars had like run the other car off the road or anything like that. <laughs> the cars are actually facing each other. Okay. And one of the cars is wanting to get out. <laughs> but the other car is it's wanting, wanting to, to get, get in. in. <laughs> right? Okay. So they somehow these these two souls serendipitously meet <laughs> at the exact moment that one is wanting to leave uh-huh. and the other is wanting to get in. And neither one's backing down. And they absolutely were refusing to back down. <laughs> like, that's so simple, but... <laughs> it is. But to the point that the Lawrence Police Department was dispatched and had to basically stand there for 20 minutes and try to talk these people out of this parking lot standoff. It was a it was a, a man in one car and a female in the other car. Oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. And in this article, it's kind of funny how it was written. They said, "We'll, we'll just call one of them Karen and okay. the other one Chad." Okay. Those are two pretty just, standard just, names. Right. Um, <laughs> so the officers they hung out there for twenty minutes. They tried to de-escalate the situation, which is what their job Normal is. Normal procedure. And um, to no avail. Wow. So the way they decided to handle the situation is the police just left. <laughs> they said, you know what? We're we're not even going to try anymore. You got this, Karen and Chad. Just... You guys, you've made it this far. We're going <laughs> to let you guys settle this on your own. I guess they didn't think they were going to actually hurt each other. No. So they were they were being stubborn, but they, they were not being violent. Okay. I mean, that makes sense because the police have real things to do. That's right. And Chad very plainly says... I got no place to go. <laughs> if I know Chad, yeah, he's got nowhere to go. No, he he could stay there all night. Yeah, if he wants to. Yeah. Um, once you're in that deep, like once you're in at least twenty minutes of arguing, and actually twenty minutes after the cops have been there, so it, it could have been thirty minutes or plus. Right. Like, you, once you're in that far, you you gotta just. And Karen, she's like Karen. Nope. Nope. She's not taking no crap from me. I'm not moving. It's, it's, it's 2019. She's not taking this from no man. I'm not backing down from no Chad. So um, Karen claimed that she couldn't back down because her vehicle was too large. Right. And she was afraid she might crash it. Did they say if Karen was coming in or out? Um, I don't see that information in this particular article. I'm guessing because if it's like a large vehicle issue, she was, was trying a to get out. She was in a minivan. So she probably couldn't back out, like which would be like back into the... Potentially, yes. I don't know. I'm guessing. Okay. Um, but yeah, the sergeant showed up, assessed the situation, road rage in progress. <laughs> and as soon as he saw the stalemate of Nopes, he decided he was just going to go hang out at the gas station <laughs> and eat some donuts and then come back and check on him later. Um, A stalemate of Nopes. <laughs> so the officer, he left. Um, I think he he ended up that the Lawrence Police Department actually tweeted the incident because it was so outrageous. Yeah. Um, and their tweet is perfect. It says, it says, as far as we know, Chad and Karen are still sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know. They're like, we're not keeping tabs on this. No, we're just going <laughs> to let this thing fizzle out. It's just going to burn out. That's... So the next day they went back um, halfway expecting that they would still be there. But the cars had moved. 
I'm so curious what happened. I just would love to hear the rest of that story. You know what this is? This is a real life Seinfeld episode. You know that one where they argue over the, the parking spot? Yeah. It's called the parking spot, I think. Yeah. So just one little question as we kind of, <laughs> not that this needs any sort of wrapping up. Yeah. But um, are you a principal guy? Like when you're dealing with a stranger, maybe mm-hmm. you're dealing with a, a, a rude waiter, waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're, you're on on the phone with customer service that you're like, you know what? I do have better things to do, but just based on principle, I ain't backing down. I'm not going anywhere. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. I got nowhere to be tonight. (laughs) Are you, are you a Chad and a Karen or are you willing to be like, you know what? I got better things to do. You can have this trophy. Gosh. Ah, that is tough. I feel like it seems so small and like trivial. Like you'd be like, from the outside, you're like, just move on, Chad or Karen. Karen, just just give up. But I, I think, I mean, I think in that case, I would hope that I would just like, like, look, I don't need to be the the winner here. I yeah, get, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I guess, principled enough to in a situation like that to get into a stalemate. Now, there might be times where if I'm like on hold and like the person's being rude to me and I want to talk to manager and they put me on hold for another twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. I, I might hang on just for the principle of being like, no, this person needs to be held accountable. Yeah, or like if you get bad service or like you get your food from a fast food place and you drive right. away and then you find out like it's wrong and you go back and you're like, no, like, <laughs> yeah, I want my food and I want it, you know, I get some of that. But yeah, just like a getting in and out. <laughs> I don't even, it, it could have been over in, in like 10 seconds. It could have lasted like, yeah, six seconds. But, you know, for our sake, I'm really glad it did. Oh, man, that's amazing. It's a fantastic story. And you know what? Here's the craziest thing. It didn't happen in Florida. I know. That is crazy. That sounds like a Florida thing. Yeah, but it wasn't. I guess in Kansas, they've really got nothing better to do. I mean, Kansas is one of those places, like, you get there and it's like, man, this place is awesome. And then the next day, you're like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe, maybe they just, maybe they really had nothing else to do. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. But we have stuff to do. Let's go to the future. In the future. (laughs) Welcome to the future. This will not be a future segment of Dystopia. How'd you like my AI? That was good. I was just about to do like a third harmony on it to make it really robotic. You want to try it? Let's let's do it. Okay. What are um, we going to say? Um, this is the future. This is the future. Here okay. we go. Ready? Go. Yeah. This, this is, is the, the future. future. Perfect. Like, I got it by the end. I didn't start right on it, but I got it by the end. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. It was, yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> so, all right. We, we normally do talk about, you know, things, these these theoretical ideas about the future. Yeah. Um, and Danny is generally panicked by the end of the segment. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> He goes home and can't sleep all night because uh, yeah. he just, like, he's got himself all worked up about. <laughs> he's, like, restocking his grab bag <laughs> and plotting his route to, you know, the nearest planet. Yep. Um, so this one, though, it's it's actually something that could be a positive thing. And it's not theoretical. This is something that is happening, and okay. it's going to be happening in the near future. Um, I, I'll spare a lot of the business and even sort of the political implications to this, but a couple things have been happening behind the scenes that people don't know about with our health system. Mm. And one of them is one of the largest um, insurance companies, health insurance companies, Aetna, has actually merged with CVS. Really? Which you have 
two things that are kind of in the same mm -hmm. field. Yeah. Pharmacy and then like medical insurance. Right. Um, and then you've also got Microsoft partnering with Walgreens. Hmm. And the whole reason why all of these things are taking place is because in the wake of a lot of the kind of the the backlash and the conflicting ideas of how the health healthcare system should be operating in America, you've got these people trying to think innovatively, these more, you know, privatized or like business insurance and actual corporations are saying, okay, all government aside, what can we do to think outside of the box with healthcare? Mm -hmm. So what they're experimenting with, and this is a CVS thing, and this is also a Walgreens thing, is making a drugstore no longer just a place where you go to get like some amoxicillin and Cheetos, uh -huh. but to actually, I mean, that's, that's really what, what I you do. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually it turning into a place like a community center mm -hmm. where you can go to be proactive about your health hmm. and with partnerships with di different insurance companies and stuff like that, that is CVS, for example, can you go and meet with like they call it, um, I think a counseling session with a clinician mm -hmm. where you can talk about anything regarding your health hmm. and they can make recommendations. So you don't have to make an appointment with your doctor, pay the copay, all that other stuff. You can walk right in and just talk to somebody. Um, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. And they're even experimenting. They're starting a, a pilot of this in Houston where there's multiple rooms that can be used for fitness for um, any sort of health counseling, um, potentially mental health counseling. Yeah. And then even, this is a little bit out of the box. I guess it kind of makes sense when you think of what they sell at Walgreens and CVS, but even like a little salon attached to mm. it. Yeah. A okay. yoga studio. So like, it's basically this idea of like anything that you would go to the pharmacy to buy. Yeah. You can now go and actually get services. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I hadn't really thought about that before. Now, one of the reasons why this could be a groundbreaking approach, almost like the the pharmacy of the future, if you will, yeah. is this partnership with tech companies and a partnership with insurance companies. Mm -hmm. If I am an, an Aetna um, customer mm -hmm. and I receive health insurance from them, I'm no longer calling them on the phone and saying, hey... Yeah. Which doctor should I go to? Where should I be ordering this medication? Or where should I be ordering this equipment? You can just walk right into CVS. It's essentially an insurance company storefront. Yeah. You walk right in. If you're an Aetna customer. Flash your badge. Flash your badge. And you're... Swipe your phone, whatever you have to do. Yeah. And you have free reign to whatever the services are. No checking on providers or anything huh. like that. In network and all that other stuff. That's really cool. Because CVSs are everywhere. They and are. There's 10,000 CVSs in America. So now imagine 10,000 basically insurance storefronts. Yeah. That's really cool. Because, yeah, my mind went first to like fitness and like taking care of your physical health in that way. And then I'm sure there'll be some sort of like uh, food, you know, like nutrition right. element to that. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're already in so many different communities. Um, the CVSs are right. so like the community, like you said, they go there for not even really health reasons right now. It's just you grab a Gatorade and a. Well, you know. there, there's just so much about our health and getting treatment that's very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like calling the doctor. I don't like yeah. carving out time in my schedule, making the appointment. What's he gonna say? All that other stuff. I mean, and I'm I'm not you know a health phobic phobic or anything like that. I 
we don't look forward to having yeah. to deal with those things and it can be very intimidating and yeah. i know ever since i've had kids um having to make a phone call like anytime something's going on with them because i got to make sure that they're in network that mm -hmm. i'm taking them to a doctor that can actually you know give me the discounts that i need so i can afford it and then what happens when you're out of town exactly yeah so like if you're out you know this literally happened to us over the over the, the christmas break we um we're in Kansas City. Mm. Speaking of Kansas, mm. and we uh, got stuck in a parking lot overnight. Yeah, there's this guy. Was like, <laughs> was his name Chad? Let's call him Chad. Okay. Uh, you no, know, so like one of our our two year old was um, just not sleeping at all. Like just up every ten minutes, screaming, inconsolable. Couldn't couldn't get him to sleep. And we thought it was just because oh we're we're out of town. We're staying in a hotel room. Anyway, turns out he had double ear infection, mm. and we didn't catch it till we were already you know uh, five hours from home. So we are like, well, I mean, we got to take him to some somebody out here. Like, we got to figure this all out. And um, it's not easy when you're sure. away from home. You don't know where you're going. So we literally took him to a CVS. Yeah. Um, there was like a you know pharmacy there, and like there was some other stuff, like a, a urgent care. But I mean, like, if it was that easy to just be like, no matter what happens to me, no matter where I am, mm -hmm. I can just pop into a CVS and take care of you know i can hit the gym get a get a healthy snack and also like you know take care of my diabetes or whatever like right. that'd be great yeah and and i listened to an interview with the ceo of etna and he was spitting out some really interesting statistics that we you know we have this belief because of the trajectory of life expectancy that it continues to get higher and higher mm -hmm. which generally speaking it is getting higher but for the past two years life expectancy has actually been decreasing in america huh and when they're looking at the causes behind that, it's not because of genetic code or certain um, ailments per se. It's probably mostly like Doritos and Taco Bell and stuff. Probably pizza rolls. <laughs> pizza rolls. Danny. If Danny was here, he would defend that. But he would. But it's mostly pizza rolls. He lives on pizza rolls. Yeah. No matter what, or, or pizza bagels or whatever it is. That he and eats. then there was 2007, the summer of bacon. That's right. I yes. feel like we could do a whole past segment on the summer of bacon. I mean, rumor has it, I don't know if this is legend or not, but he was actually drinking bacon grease from a sippy cup. <laughs> it's definitely a sippy cup. Yeah. We can say whatever we want about him when he's not here. Yeah, it's awesome. I kind of like it when Danny's not here. What's up, Danny? I know he's going to listen to this. So later. mediocre. No. Um, but he was talking about one of the main reasons why they believe that health is kind of slipping a little bit is tied to zip code. Depending on where you live and the type of health mm. coverage that's available um, in network providers, you know, and again, whether you agree with Obamacare or not, it did disrupt the system. Mm -hmm. Some people say for better, some people say for worse, yep. but it did affect people. And he was kind of making the argument that like, again, by taking away the intimidation factor and yeah. the inconvenience factor, yeah. people are maybe more potentially going to be more proactive about their health mm -hmm. and i mean it's easy to swing by and to maybe have a quick consultation mm -hmm. or they're going to have these different kiosks set up just like right now you can go and get your blood pressure taken yeah you sit down at the machine where they can do that with various other aspects yeah. of your health and you can get a quick kind of pseudo checkup mm -hmm. and you know just for if anything peace of mind you're keeping tabs on things and um it, it just it sounds like what I really like about this is that um, all of this you've got this loaded debating going on about what should be going on with the health system mm -hmm. and this is a little bit of a quiet developing of some out-of-the-box thinking that I think um, is beneficial to us in society mm -hmm. and different communities 
And um, it kind of reminds me of uh, a current <clears throat> thing that's also being provided. And that is uh, with my health provider or my health insurance company, you can actually phone a doctor, like do a video chat. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything extra. Yep. I can set up an appointment and be like, hey, my kid has this, you know, thing on his neck yeah. growing. Can you take a look you at see it? See what this is. Yeah. And they can take a look at it and somewhat diagnose it. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's limitations, but I kind of like that out of the box thinking yeah. to providing health services. Yeah. And that seems accessible and easy and not intimidating. And yeah, um, yeah that's, that's awesome. So I guess the question I have for you is um, your dad, mm -hmm. your husband, and I mean, there, um, there's nothing that stops the heart, pun intended, uh -huh. of any parent or husband than whenever you've got a family member who's dealing with some sort of physical ailment. And I'm not even just talking about an emergency thing. Maybe it is kind of a chronic thing. Um, would this type of model be something that might compel you to maybe switch your insurance so that you can have that storefront access? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I really like my insurance right now, mm -hmm. um, which is a weird thing to say because most people don't. Right. Um, we both have similar uh, insurance like um, providers uh, in terms of like their model that they use. It's a medical bill sharing. Type yeah. Of system. Yeah, where you literally pay someone else's needs that month, which so. is another unconventional yeah. way of covering health costs. I really that would be I'd be hard pressed to. <sighs> to want to switch from that because mm -hmm. um, I know going going back to like big corporations um, is hard because they're expensive. Mm. There are some people that are a little bit critical of this idea though from the standpoint that are you are you coloring too far outside of the lines and almost getting into an unfair competitive advantage? Mm when an insurance company which has always been like it's it's such a bizarre thing because you buy health insurance mm -hmm. first before you're sick before you have any issues right that would be like picking out your mechanic yeah before your car breaks down yeah type of thing it's this yeah. weird backwards system that's true um so there's some people that are critiquing that by merging with a storefront a basically a, a retailer a pharmacy that sells other stuff that you're you're it's so far out of the box you're not going to have other insur insurance companies being able to open storefronts like that so you're almost starting a brand new industry yeah and it, it, for that reason is it too far off the coast that it can't stay afloat yeah i had that thought when you were talking about it like okay so i mean there's really cvs and walgreens those are like those are the the stores. Yeah. What other insurance companies are going to be able to get in there and do the same thing? Cause how, right. how are they going to possibly open 10,000 CVS, you know, clones? Exactly. Like you can't compete. And really compete with that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. At any rate, you know, when, when we as a culture and a society are trying to be innovative though, with something that, um, is so near and dear to all of us. Um, I just, I think it's, it's a pretty cool thing to see that in my opinion, this is how the future happens. Yeah. I mean, they're calling this thing, um, a health hub mm. and they're thinking about the community, mm -hmm. what Microsoft, and I didn't get into this too much. What Microsoft is doing with Walgreens is like almost a streamlined type of situation like that, where you can literally just walk in and it can tell based on your phone, 
like who you yeah. are and what you need and That's make recommendations cool. to you and things of that nature. Yeah, because as we're wearing more like connected devices that are keeping track of our heart rate and Fitbits and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah they just I mean, know so much about you. To me, this is like, well, this is these are the the stepping stones into the future. Yeah, where you know maybe to. Danny's delight, nanobots will finally be invented and <laughs> swim through our bodies and heal all of our ailments. <laughs> Come to CVS and get uh, your fresh dose of nano nanobots. Right. Get, get an injection of nanobots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. Too bad he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> also, yeah. yeah, sign me up for the future. That sounds good. Yeah, I think it's moving us in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of our futures... This Randomonium podcast is uh, loosely connected to Randomonium on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't know, I'm speaking to you listening, not you, Jeff. You know. I do know this. Yes. <laughs> that Randomonium is also on YouTube, and we have a totally different kind of show there. We've kind of taken a, an extended break. Uh, we're looking at um, you know how to how to bring it back in a new and fresh way, and we've got some ideas. So we've uh, been doing a lot of brainstorming and planning, and we're coming back soon. So we if are. you're not subscribed to Randomonium on YouTube, look us up, hit the subscribe button, and look out for videos coming very soon. Yeah, and 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 maybe even a little merger, a little marriage of sorts of this podcast That's with right. our live episodes. That's perhaps. right. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, Danny should be back um, uh, during our next episode. We promised that with John, and John, you were back. I came back, but then he, you know, he left. So I guess I should not be here next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I may or may I may or may not be back next week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's just no promises. Okay. No, no promises. No guarantees. No commitments. All right. Although if you're walking out of the office while uh -huh. I'm walking in, then maybe we both won't make it to the podcast. I'm gonna call the cops right away. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> Stalemate. <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right. Well, this has been the Randomonium Podcast. I'm John Stump. I'm Jeff McCullough. See you next time.